Welcome to Define You Radio. Class is in session with your host, the Southern Belle of Bold, Valencia Griffin-Wallace. Are you ready to unapologetically build your confidence, achieve goals, and design a life worth living? Learn the life lessons and strategies to define your life, money, and business. Pens and papers ready? Class is now in session. Hey, kings and queens. It's your girl, Valencia Griffin-Wallace, and welcome to Define You Radio. Today's guest, LaDonna Marie, was sent to us by our friend, Swag Her Magazine. Make sure you visit them at swagher.net and tell them thank you because you guys are truly going to enjoy today's guest. A little bit about LaDonna. She empowers and encourages others so they can overcome obstacles and teaches them how to build resiliency skills. She also has a nonprofit in which she empowers girls. Y'all know we're all for the children here at Define You Radio. So make sure you stay tuned for today's fabulous interview. Also, I hope to see you queens in Florida, September 27th through the 29th at the Move Retreat. It is going to be fabulous. And why do you need a retreat? Because queens need a break too. You guys can find out more at ValenciaGWallace.com slash events. With that being said, pens and papers ready. Class is now in session. Welcome to Define You Radio. Class is in session. I'm your host, Valencia Griffin-Wallace. I already told you guys about our fabulous guest today. So we're just going to go ahead and welcome her to the show. So Miss LaDonna Marie, welcome to Define You Radio. Hello, and thank you so much for this opportunity. I'm very excited to have you on for various reasons, um, because you're an author. And I yes. am a, a little partial to, to my co, co-writing, those in, in awesome. that writing space. <laughs> but my my audience definitely knows that I have a, a lot of authors on because I think we don't um get enough exposure and you know exactly so yes I just want to kick it off what led you to write so what led me to write I was about 14 and I felt misunderstood I felt like I didn't have a voice I felt like I had so much to say but I just felt like no one understood me and at that time in my life I had an encounter with God and he said that as I heal you the words that you write will help me to heal others and so at the age of 14 my journaling turned into poetry I was reading um, you know, Maya Angelou, the late, great Maya Angelou. I was reading Nikki Giovanni. We were doing some uh, Romeo and Juliet, different lines, AB lines, when I was back in high school early on. And it was just so amazing to me. And so my need to encourage, um, to empower, to uplift, and to bring people out of a place of discouragement started me on this journey of almost 21 years of encouraging others and helping them to discover the champion that's on the inside of them. Mm, I love it. I love it, especially since you've been doing it so long. And something you hit on, you talked about reading. And I tell people all the time, if you don't read, you are not a writer. <laughs> that, that's right. just how I feel. <laughs> right, exactly. 
So what's the what's the last good book you read or what are you reading now? So it's so awesome that me and uh, a bunch of my friends, some ladies that I we do a prayer call in the morning time. And so we were doing like this traveling book. And the title of the book um, is by this lady named Brenda LaShure. And it's called Ashes to Ashes, Dust to Dust, Women Don't Cry No More, 21 Causes of Self-Inflicting Tears. Mm. And this book was amazing. You know, it's like it hit on, you know, those areas of growth, those areas that, you know, you may need to be empowered or the areas that you you know, put on your big girl uh, underwear and, you know, just go forth in the growth area because, you know, you're tired of being stuck in certain areas. And so that book was amazing, you know, to me. And I have some other ones. I mean, I've been following uh, Patricia King on God's TV. I watch a lot of her stuff on um, YouTube. And she has a book called, um, I think it's God's Law of Attraction. And so I really, you know, try to read different things and other poets and, you know, to help me to kind of get a different perspective and, and hear a different point of view on the things about life, you know, that's going on in my life. I love that. And I'm going to have to check both of those out. Definitely. Um, my last book, because I've been on a journey all year to, to read the Bible from beginning to end, Lord. Mm -hmm. It's a people don't understand. It sounds easier than it is. <laughs> it, um, trust me, I know. <laughs> I know. Um, my last book was uh, "Can't Can't Stop Me" mm -hmm. um, by David Goggins. That's the guy's name, and it's really kind of this no holds barred. Nobody cares if you're in pain. Da 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 da. Okay. The real warrior um that's inside of all of us and one of the mm -hmm. things he talks about is how our mind actually is stronger than we think right our bodies so when you think about how you empower others do you think that most people just really have like a whole mindset issue like it's, it's their mindset that's just messing up everything else Yes, I, I definitely do think it, it because it's it is where you think, it's where you um where your thoughts go. And you know, I try always to be positive. I'm not gonna say that there aren't some things that catch me off guard on a day-to-day -day basis, but I'm always positive, you know, around my, my computers and even in my areas, you know, that I'm always at, I have different like little sayings that um I know I have like, I am stronger, I'm better, I'm focused, I'm enough. I'm looking at that right now. I'm ready, I'm courageous, I'm resilient, I can handle it. Handle it. So, and then getting up in the morning, you know, after I thank God, the next thing that I do, I have like positive morning affirmations, you know, I am beautiful, I am smart, I am intelligent. And so I think that what you focus on the most, and you know, we hear people say this all the time, is what you get the most. And so when you focus on negative things and you do not find things to, you know, show the gratitude or encourage yourself, then you tend to stay in that negative zone. And so it, it, it has to be a mindset shift. It has to be you retraining yourself to unlearn some things that you've learned and implement, implement, like actually do it, some things that are new that are going to take the place of the way that you always think. I want to just tell you this really quick. I know I was 
my God had, had was talking to me at the beginning of well, at the last of 2018. And one thing that he gave me was that, that we need to change our default setting. Mm. And the thing about that is because, you know, default setting, when you change and you go back after your phone's been working for so long, and you need to reset it. You go back to old settings, like the restore to where it was in the beginning. But what he was saying was that we need to change those settings because sometimes we don't need to go back to where we were because if we go back, that means everything that we learned and everything that we, you know, accomplished and everything that we put in place to kind of help us to grow, that we've, we've erased all of those. And so now when we go back, we need to make sure that we stay at a level that everything that we learn, that we, you know, we use it. And so that was so awesome to me because every day of our life, there's, every day is not going to be the same, but it's your choice and your positivity to change your mindset. Mm. You just said so much good stuff. I'm <laughs> taking notes, which is one of the reasons I call the show classes and session because I'm a note taker. I like, I love to learn. I really love the analogy um, with the phones, you know, mm-hmm. I, I love that. It, it's simple, even up what they say in that one movie, even a five-year-old could get it or something. Because <laughs> most five-year-olds these days have phones. Right, exactly. They do. You're in a new era. <laughs> so you wake up every morning and, and you affirm yourself. But how do you, when you're starting off having a great day, the sun's shining, everything's feeling great, and then something ridiculous you know, bad or something like that happens. How how do you bounce back from that? So for me, because um, that, you know, true enough, that happened to me uh, last week. And I was so excited. I was bubbly. And then all of a sudden the situation happened. And then I took a moment to myself to kind of, you know, just reflect on what had just happened. And And then after I did that for myself, then I chose to shift the way that I was thinking and how, you know, I saw that um, situation because it's a learning situation. It's a learning curve. Most of the time, like they say, and it is true, when we don't learn, um, you know, certain situations or things that we go through, then we continue to go through that. So I said to myself, the next time this happens, I want to be able to catch myself quicker than, you know, this time, I, I know I was kind of like threw off a little bit, but I reflected on what happened. I said, okay, so the next time when something like this happens, I'm going to immediately start to find the positive. Um, think of some things, to, you know, ways of gratitude that I'm, you know, happy about. And then know that if it's the other person or something else beyond my control, then I can't, you know, be upset if it's something that I can't control. But what I can control is Lagana. So I'm, I switched to focus on what can I do for myself, not the other person, not pointing fingers, not the situation, because things will happen every day. But we just have to be, you know, I was able to not, you know, be hard on myself and take myself off of the, not put myself on like, oh my goodness, I didn't really do good. I just said, hey, next time I want to be able to catch this situation before it happens. And this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to start thinking positive thoughts. I'm going to say something to myself. I'm going to get up and take a break. I'm going to walk away and just start to implement the positivity. And I'm not going to feed the negativity. Mm. So if you feed it, it will grow. Mm. And so people can't argue or whatever the situation. Most times 
Folks can't argue by themselves. So if you leave the conversation, then it's there is no conversation. Mm. You just, oh my goodness. So, <laughs> um, thank I, you. I love that. And I, I don't argue. You know, like to me, it's um, and this is one of the things I've learned in one of them, one of my college classes, mm-hmm. um, was that most people argue out of emotion. Right. Uh, and probably especially women. Yeah, I said it. Women we're emotional creatures. Mm-hmm. And instead of fact. So that's like the differences. Um, so I guess my husband and my son, like they they understand like there's no point in going back and forth with me because I'm coming with facts. Right. You know? Um, and it's such a waste of energy and who wins. At, at the end, sometimes exactly you agree to disagree. You gotta walk okay. away. Mm-hmm. You gotta say I'm, I'm. I don't ever have to see this person ever again. Yes, that's that's what I said. I was like, I am not going in that direction again. Lesson learned. <laughs> right. You know, um, is that part of? Because either it was on your website or or something. I you know I, I checked you out and I saw you something. Did. <laughs> yes, I am. I'm telling you. I tell you, if I ever start another business, it'll probably be like a private investigator oh. type situation. Because I I like to find out about people, especially that's mm-hmm. coming on the show. And somewhere yes. I saw something about resiliency skills, and I thought mm-hmm. that was very interesting. So maybe you can share um, what exactly is a resiliency skill. Okay, so resiliency skills are those things, are the skills that like help you to bounce back. Um, you know, when you're going through different things, because I like my slogan for my business, I, I said that I assist people, individuals with transforming their life through personal development and, you know, resiliency skills. And so resiliency skills are things that help you to change your perspective. Um, they help you to see things from a different view, um, try things that you do def- differently, like self-care. Uh, you know, sometimes if you're always used to putting everybody else first, then sometimes when you step back and as a resiliency skill, you have to learn how to take your, you know, put yourself first. And that self-love and self-care build you up to where you can make sure you're good, you know, before you try to help someone else. It's just like they tell us on the airplanes. Please put your stuff on first and then, you know, you help and reach out to help the other person. Um, so mostly time it's just building your, those resiliency skills. It's just different things that help you go through your life to learn to do things differently. And so I'm basically, you know, helping people with even like if it's anger, if, you know, if you're getting angry, from situations then I used to be a therapist too so sometimes you tell you hey take five minutes uh, breathe in and out you know walk away from a situation that will help you um, maybe you can do something else like listen to some music so anything that will change and interrupt the pattern of something that you've already been doing but they are positive things and so building up your resiliency will help you to be able to bounce back with a better and more emotional stable um, way. Mm. Self-care is like a huge part of that. Self-care and self-love. Um, mm-hmm. 
one of my, I guess, out you could call it resiliency skill, is I have a punching bag, right? So yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> if everything, if everything else doesn't work to get my mind um, back to where it needs to be, I'll put on my boxing gloves and go, you know, go hit that a few times and. Some people may see that as a little violent or whatever. I don't know, but that's what works for me. Right. And that's good because I promise you, kid you not, my son asked me the other day just because, you know, he wants to take up boxing and, Mm -hmm. you know, all this other stuff. But then in my mind, I said, hmm, that'll be a good thing that if we do get it, that whenever he may be upset or angry, like you said, he has frustration or something. I was like, hey. How about we just shift in this moment and you go punch that bag a little bit and then you, you know, you'll, it'll take all of that aggression and everything that you have and that frustration and you'll put it into something that, so that you won't do something else, like go and say something to somebody or get into an argument. So I think that that's a good tool to implement instead of the way that you would always do something. I, I love that. And I definitely encourage uh, you to, to, you know, um, assist him with that journey. And even, you know, even for you two, it, there's a certain freedom in boxing and kickboxing. Mm-hmm. And honestly, if you're like truly upset about something or whatever, you put on the right music and wear the bag out, so to speak. Right. You, you get to a point to where you're just, you're so exhausted that whatever made you mad or whatever doesn't even matter yeah like it's a it's um I don't know it I don't know how to explain it but I always encourage people to do some sort of um physical physically you know aggressive activity at least that's what helps me um right (laughs) yeah that's a good good thing would you consider writing to be your purpose in life I would consider it to be my my purpose um, because it allows me to, you know, encourage others that I can't see, mm-hmm. um, those that I would never meet, um, you know, because I always tell people, you will get from me whether I'm speaking or I'm doing a conference or something or like a one-day retreat that I'm doing for some girls for my nonprofit. Um, or writing these books, doing interviews, you know, such as this, then you'll get that same positivity and encouragement that you would get in my books. And so writing became a voice for me, for the people that not, not only that were close to me, but that were around the world um, so that I can reach them um, international, you know, nationally, um, just make a global impact to impact lives and influence people that I would probably never meet face to face. And so the, the, everything that, you know, God has allowed me to pour into these books, encouragement uh, and empowerment and, you know, will help people, like I said, that I never get a chance to meet. And so I, I really do feel that it's a part of my purpose because all I've ever wanted to do was to encourage people. I never wanted them to feel the way that I felt um, when I was 14, felt like I was, you know, alone and didn't want to, you know, go on. And even in that stage of my life, I attempted to commit suicide. And so this is when the gift of writing that God placed it into my life because he was like, I have something better for you. And so when he said that he was going to heal me and when he began to heal me, um, I took on this 
ultimate, like a part of my purpose and the mission and goal of my life is to impact lives and to empower people. And so it's been really amazing. Books have been all over the world. And I'm thankful. All I care about at the end of the day is that the person that reads the book, that their life is their life has changed, that they're not the same way that they were when they started reading it, because they get that sense of um, growth and awareness that they need, that they may not be getting from someone that is close to them. Mm. Hence, you being named International Author <laughs> of the Year in London. Yes, thank you so much. Oh my goodness. I'm I'm still in awe, you know, of that. And it was for two different books, like two of my books, my children's book, and one that I had done for women, uh, Lessons Mirror Conversations and Larry the Alligator Makes Friends. But in both of those books, I wanted to, you know, I put the put skills in there on how to overcome your adversity, how to persevere, you know, how to um, healed um, your, you know, your wounds and how to, you know, look at the Lord and uh, grow with, you know, his word and his encouragement and just give it to like, even for the children, give it to them on a language where they could have the language for, you know, assertiveness and how to handle bullies and, you know, stuff like that. So winning that award in London was just like my childhood dream at 14, what he spoke to me coming true that I would impact nations and, you know, different people all over the world with the words that he gave me. And I, I'm thankful. Is it, is it harder to write a children's book than an adult book? It's not. Um, because the thing about it, I, funny thing, I was always joking and saying out loud, um, I'm just a poet because I had five poetry books. I have five poetry books. I've written them. And I used to just say, I'm a poet. And then one day, all of a sudden, the Lord just downloaded the children's book to me. And this was in the middle of me writing like my first devotional and, you know, another book. I think this was 2015. I was writing about three books at the same time. And the children's book, it just came to me because what you what you want to do is you want to connect with your readers. And so I wrote with the end in mind, like, what did I want the young kids to take away? And how did I, you know, want to explain it to them? And how could I, you know, get get on their level that they could understand it? And just doing that, the book was amazing. It, it came to me in one sitting. And then I was like, wow, this is so amazing. And children all over the world have been reading it. Even my own son, I wrote it for him. He's about to be nine years old, but he was three at the time. So I wrote it to encourage his journey because we lived in a place where friends were coming and going all the time and he needed language for how to handle, you know, when you have to continue to keep making friends and then those who don't want to be friends with you, like, what do you do with that? Because that's rejection and you don't want kids to grow up with rejection. I grew up and I felt rejected. And so I had to learn lessons along the way. So now I wanted to, you know, turn around and give, give back at an early age lessons to younger um, adults, teens, you know, everyone, so they could have that language and know what to do. Okay, number one, I'm a little jealous <laughs> because, like, I know, like, I have a children's book in me, mm -hmm. and um, well, I've gotten bits and pieces, but I'm an overthinker, and 
Mm-hmm. I'm interviewing my niece because it's for her <laughs> age group trying to see what she's reading. So um, that's definitely something I am going to do, hopefully before the year is out or okay. something. Um, it's just finding that voice as a as a kid because I felt yeah. I was a very grown up kid. So I wasn't Me too. reading, you know, I wasn't reading what the other kids were, were reading. Like in eighth grade, I was, you know, downing Stephen King, who was okay. one of my favorite authors, you know, doing yeah. that in eighth grade. Well, maybe now, yeah. but not then. Um, I kind of want to rewind a, a little bit because we talked about okay. around when you were 14 and mm-hmm. you, you talked about, you know, feeling like you didn't have a voice and feeling rejected. Have you analyzed? you know, as an adult and as a a therapist, have you analyzed why you felt that way? Yes, I I did. And it was because um, the person who is before you today, all the awards and, you know, thanking God for what he's done for my life. I knew this because he told it to me at 14. Mm -hmm. And so a 14 year old telling everyone else the things that he, the vision that he gave me was like absurd. Like, really? You are not finna write out. You are not you're not finna write them books you're not finna you know like who you about to encourage Mm -hmm. and so I felt torn between being who God has called me to be and being the person that my surroundings suggested that I should be so I was torn Mm -hmm. between the two and that made me like you know at at such a young age I didn't know if I wanted to press against it or if I just wanted to sit in it you know and so I just chose to believe God for greater believe him for what he said and even though it hurt that people didn't believe in me and they didn't support me or they had words to say I still had to hold my head up high I still had to write whenever he gave it to me I still had to steal away and you know put put everything that I had but those those things that I I went through now they're the basis of why I encourage and why I'm so motivating and, and why I smile and why I, you know, I can walk into the room and people can, you know, they call me sunshine and, and light is because I chose to believe when nobody else believed, but God believed. Mm. And so for me, and I was just writing it today, cause I was, you know, I'm always trying to figure out what's my next little speech that I'm going to do on my, my lives and my Instagram TV. And I wrote today, I was like, at the at very early on, the enemy tried to plant the seed of discouragement within me. And he was shooting arrows um, to make me feel like I couldn't be who God wanted me to be. But the only thing that changed that is every day God validates me. He told me that I validate you. If nobody else validates you, I validate you. So that gave me enough strength enough faith, that little seed of a mustard, that's mustard seed faith, to pick my head up every day and continue to write. And so now I have nine books of my own. I have 12 uh, co-authors that I've done with other people, you know, international, around the world. I've been, I've gone, and I give all the glory to God because I chose to believe in what he said and not what the naysayer said or mm. what they tried to, you know, what the enemy tried to get me to believe right. about myself. I love that. I I like, I'm so serious. I've been writing <laughs> since I was eight. Um, and I remember being told you can't make money doing that. 
Mm-hmm. So I stopped writing. Like you, you know, like it. I just got frustrated, and I felt like right. I was weird because I like to write. Mm-hmm. I like to draw. I wanted to yeah. create my own comic books and all of those yeah. things. And um, I always tell people like the key to your purpose is often found in your childhood. Exactly right, and it's the mo- it's the one thing that they try like they try to get you to not do yep. the most. It is that. And I promise you, like, I was sitting up here and, you know, I'm still going to do this and trying to make sure that, you know, what I wanted to say, but that's what it is. Because the one thing that tries to get you not to do, that's the one thing that you should do and that you should press against it and breaking outside of the fears and just trusting and believing in who you are and what you've done. Because I promise you, as I began to write all of these books, And, you know, every time, sometimes even my tail was between my legs, but I had enough faith to say, if you're going to give it to me, I'm going to write it. If you're going to download it to me, I'm going to make sure that I do something with it and I'm going to share it and I'm going to, you know, show up and I'm going to show up for what you, you want for, for me to get accomplished in my lifetime. And that's the way that I have been doing, you know, I've been doing it ever since. Mm. Well, well, kudos. That's and I'm telling you, that's how I know you're a real writer. Because I tell people anybody could write write a book. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's my honest feelings. Like, because a lot of people are writing a book, right? Okay? But you know, a writer. Oh, like I said, I would give up everything, and I love everything I do. But I would give up everything, and if God said you only could keep one, it would be mm-hmm. writing. I would give up right everything else except my writing. Mm-hmm. So, um, I wanted to really quick, your nonprofit okay. for girls. Yay. So I, I'm, I, yeah. Tell me about that. Cause I love that. I'm so excited. So what happened was in 2013, I mean, I get these downloads. God told me he wanted me to help him with his children. And I mean, children could be the adults could be, you know, the teens. And he was like, I need you to help me with them. And he gave me two poems. And one of the poems was called I See You, and the other poem was called God Conversation, well, Conversations with God. And these were poems because there, there are, and even myself, how he found me because I was out there and, you know, I was kind of lost and I was stuck. And so he wanted me to help them to be able to find their encouragement. And so Planning Positive Seeds, he said it was going to be called Planning Positive Seeds. So Planning Positive Seeds is a group that empowers, encourages, and motivates, you know, teens, women, adults. Um, to help them to discover the champion in them. Because sometimes our champion is locked behind situations, you know, fear, doubt, you know, sometimes just even ourselves, getting over ourselves, because that was me, you know, most of the time. And so since 2013, I've been doing, um, I've been doing conferences. I started with my first Youth for Christ conference in 2013. Mm -hmm. In 2015, I did my second one. It was uh, discover the champion in you restoration and resiliency and just 2018 I did my third one and it was called a season to cry out planet positive seeds uh, presents a season to cry out and coming um June 22nd I will be doing um planet positive seeds presents the one day retreat teen empowerment maximizing your inner strength and this is to help them to build who they are to yeah. know the love of God so that they can understand who they are they can understand their worth they can understand that they are powerful um, and to help them to be emotionally stable. I focus on the mind, your emotions, 
and just your will to be a better person and to get unstuck from the things that try to attach to you. And so mostly what was going on in my life, he gave me the language to help me to overcome and to believe in myself and to be encouraged through his words and through his constant validation. And so I just really want to reach out and give that to other people. And so through my conferences and now through the mentoring um, one day retreat that I'm going to be doing, it gives me an opportunity and I bring in other speakers and I bring in other women because we all, there's room for everyone. And I want them to be able to share their gifts and their talents, you know, with everyone, you know, that comes so that they can be able to glean from us and to know that you really don't have to do anything to get something. And so I want to pour into them all that he's given me, especially with this encouragement and empowerment. I love that. I love, Thank I love, you. and I'm not just saying it because anyone that's connected with me knows I'm a child advocate uh, mm -hmm. here, here in Louisiana. Um, and that's very important to me because kids, I, I had a, a juvenile judge tell me when we talked about how the system sucks in Louisiana and, you mm -hmm. know, where our kids are and stuff. Um, he says at the end of the day, kids don't vote and they don't pay taxes. So a lot of people aren't checking for kids. Ain't no other way for me to say it. Um, exactly. You're right. So <laughs> being, being that, that fighter and letting them know you don't have to do what the world says. You don't have to, you know, be half dressed and booty shot. Exactly. And extra. Um, and no, it's not going to be easy. It's never easy to be different. Right. Um, so, you know, thank, thank you for doing it. Cause I think more women should focus on the kids because yeah. we were kids. So thank you yes. so much with you're all your so stuff. You're, <laughs> you're like the bomb.com for real. And I don't <laughs> care how old that is. I'm going to say it forever. Say right. it forever. Thank okay. you. No, go ahead. I want to say one thing because what you said earlier, and this is what I learned in my childhood and you said it. They made you feel like you were weird. And that's the thing yeah. for me. And they made me feel like the special part that God was saying that I had, the unique part, it made me feel like I was weird to want to encourage people at 14. I was weird to want to just hug people and love people and say, hey, it's going to be okay. And, or I'm here with you. I'm holding your hand. And so planting positive seeds, promoting peace while serving and helping them to promote, you know, growth and awareness and being a beacon of hope for others and for the kids, because I, I said, God, I'm going to do it regardless of whatever I have. So I started with my own money. I started doing it. And like this, this season, I have so many donors and so many sponsors who just said, LaDonna, I will help you. And they've been sending in and my heart is so overjoyed because they get it. Like they see things that I've done and I don't do things to be like, you know, to be noticed. I do things because they're so deep embedded into my heart because I was a 14 year old, you know, teenage girl. I am a single uh, woman with two kids, single mom with two children who, who are still doing things and traveling the world and loving her sons and showing them that they matter. And so I want women to know that you can do it and teens to know that you can do it too. And you can have a positive mindset and you're going to have some bad days, but just don't give up. Mm. Don't and give that's, up. That's a word right there. Um, so how can the audience uh, get in touch with you? I know we didn't get a chance to, to touch on one of your many books, which is 21 <laughs> Days of Positive Inspiration, but y'all know y'all going to be able to find everything because you need to connect 
with LaDonna. You need to support her, send a donation. Thank you. Um, all of the above. You know, y'all got money. Thank I know you. how much money you spent. <laughs> I'm just saying. So how can the audience get in touch with you, find out how to, you know, support your projects and your book? Okay. Thank you so much. So you can go to uh, www.ladonnamarie.org. That's where the books are. You can, you know, buy books there. I can sign them and send them to you. You can see all of the things that I've been doing. Um, you can also go on Amazon, put type in LaDonna Marie. You'll see me there with the mini books, encouragement, empowerment there, there for you. Well, my, for my nonprofit, please, if you want to donate, donate to a great cause. Um, it's planningpositiveseeds.com. I have a website. You can go on there. You can donate. I have bracelets. You can sponsor. I am on Facebook under LaDonna Marie. I have a fan page called LaDonna Marie Books. I also have a page for planting positive seeds. You just type it in. You'll see the green, yellow, and orange. That's me um, for planting positive seeds. But anywhere you type in LaDonna Marie, you will see LaDonna Marie Books or Planting Positive Seeds. And again, those websites are www.ladonnamarie.org. And it's just like Madonna, but with an L. And that's <laughs> www.plantingpositiveseeds.com. Yay. Yay. Well, kings and queens, with that being said, pens and papers down. Class is officially over. <laughs> I love it. Subscribe to the show. Connect with the guests and everything great she's doing. LaDonna, thank you so much. Thank until, you. Until next time, remember your past doesn't define you. It gives you definition. And what you do with that is up to you. Thanks for listening to Define You Radio. Class is in session. Connect with the show at www.defineuradio.com. Pins and papers down. Class is over.